Welcome to the Expert Series, brought to you by the Lupus Foundation of America. Our health education team is here to bring you experts in lupus to discuss topics to help you live better. Thank you for tuning in to today's episode. My name is Alicia, and I'll be your host. Today's episode is funded by GlaxoSmithKline. GlaxoSmithKline is committed to supporting the needs of the lupus community. Visit usinlupus.com for information, understanding, and support that may help you live better with lupus. With that said, I am very excited to welcome Dr. Hazel L. Breland, who will be discussing the importance of physical activity in lupus, as well as examples of activities that you can do at home. Dr. Breland is an Associate Professor of Occupational Therapy at the Medical University of South Carolina, Doctoral Capstone Coordinator, and past president of the Association of Rheumatology Professionals, the Interprofessional Division of the American College of Rheumatology. Her academic areas of focus include diversity, equity, and inclusion, interprofessional education, community engagement, occupational therapy, clinical education, and patient-centered interventions for chronic conditions. Thank you so much, Dr. Breland, for joining us today. It's absolutely my pleasure to be here today with you, Alicia. So to start us off, Dr. Breland, why is engaging in physical activity important? Well, when we think about um, the engagement in physical activity, it's important to know that uh, physical activity has benefits that can be physical in nature. They can actually help to improve your overall psychological and mental well-being, and it can also be a way for you to remain social and actively participate in life. Mm -hmm. And how often should a person with lupus engage in physical activity? Well, and to avoid being very general in nature, I think it's important when an individual begins to think about their physical activity that first you start and consult with your physician because each person is different um, but I think you want to make sure that you are in a good status health-wise in order to engage in physical activity. But otherwise, really sort of think about um, setting a goal for yourself that's going to be realistic and have meaning for you without engaging in the physical activity that will cause you um, any hurt, harm, or put you in jeopardy in terms of your environment. For the next part of our conversation, I want to dive into specific lupus symptoms and ask you questions about them in relation to physical activity. So my first question is about fatigue, which is a very common symptom of lupus. And for some people with lupus, fatigue is their main symptom. What effect does physical activity have on fatigue? Well, um, there is evidence that shows, um, and again, I come to you, Alicia, from the perspective of an occupational therapy, so I'm always going to speak to you through my OT lens. But the role of occupational therapy, um, we encourage people to be physically active, and specifically, physical activity is a way to manage your, your fatigue, it's a way to manage cognitive deficits, and other symptoms such as pain and anxiety, which all, depending on the person, can be debilitating. 
Mm -hmm. I'm happy that you mentioned that it can help with other symptoms such as pain, which is a great segue into my next question. Um, If someone has ongoing pain, can they engage in physical activity? And when is physical activity not recommended for someone who has constant pain? That is also an extremely important uh, question and something that we want to be able to take seriously and to know that you can experience flares when you are in a um, probably moderate to um, high degree of pain, you want to make sure that you are not doing um, more rigorous or vigorous high-intensity exercises. You do not want your exercise or your physical activity um, to take over and cause you, you disruption or to interrupt whatever um, pathways that, that could alleviate pain through physical activity. So you want to think about if you are having um, shooting pain um, and muscle soreness, and if it's lasting more than three days, you probably want to take a step back and um, allow your body a chance to reduce some of that pain. And of course, you want to think about um, whether or not you are seeing your physician or you seeing your therapist to make sure that you are addressing those um, causes of that pain. But you you can have the ability to engage in physical activity, but you just want to make sure you're you're monitoring your body well. You're paying close attention um, to any unfamiliar pain, such as that again shooting pain and um, muscles soreness that may last more than three Right. As you mentioned, it's so important to let your specialists know what you're feeling because then they can then tailor their care to you. So for my next question, um, what about those who have limited mobility because of their lupus? And what are some examples of physical activity that they can do? Well, when you think about limited mobility, um, and I'm, I'm glad when we started this conversation, you started off talking about physical activity, um, because I think if people hear the word exercise, they get afraid, they get scared. Um, so when you think about physical activity, you really want to think about what are the bodily movements that you are doing to um, produce musculoskeletal engagement that requires you to um, use energy. And so typically you would think about the day-to-day activities that you do. So for someone who has limited mobility, it's important that you do the very best you can as often as you can to remain mobile. Despite your mobility limitations, it's important to try and maintain some level of mobility. And so from that perspective, if you do have limitations on your mobility, it's important to to think about finding um, comfortable, safe seating that allows you to um, ease of sitting and standing uh, that will have enough support for you. And so sitting in a chair or sitting on a um, firm, steady surface and stretching Uh, Because, again, you want to just make sure that you're able to maintain some mobility and flexibility. Mm -hmm. 
And now, there are many articles that mention the benefits of low-impact exercises or physical activity for people with lupus. First, what is meant by a low-impact activity, and what are some examples that someone with lupus might be able to do? Yeah, that's an excellent question. When you think of, of low-impact, you're really sort of thinking about the, the impact that's going to be on your joints that's happening on your joint. And so um, if you're thinking about doing gentle exercises and stretches such as uh, yoga um, and, and probably some very beginning stages of yoga, you don't want to find yoga that's going to have you doing some hot yoga that's really on a high level. But you want to think about some, some basic chair yoga stretches uh, maybe before you even get out of your bed um, in the morning or once you get in your bed for the evening, you just want to sort of warm your body up by doing some stretches. Uh, also, Tai Chi is something else that is considered to be low impact. So again, really sort of looking at ways in which you can um, have gentle physical activity that includes some stretching and um, some whole body movement, such as uh, yoga and Tai Chi. Um, again, really sort of thinking about any type of exercise that you can do in the pool, um, that water is a, a great equalizer to protect your, your joints as well. So if you can, mm. um, if it, it, as easy as walking in the pool, if, even if you need to hold onto the wall or something, um, but if you can do some exercise in, in water. Such great examples. Um, and in addition to that, I just wanted to add that we do have a resource on lupus.org that I'm going to link in the show notes that talks about low-impact exercises and activities in general and then also provides even more examples of things that you can partake in. So with that... I want to move on to another question. With the COVID-19 pandemic and quarantine, many of our daily routines are restricted or, or have to be reimagined. What are some activities that people with lupus can safely engage in given the current climate, given the current restrictions? Well, I think you can engage in whatever your imagination can, wherever your imagination can take you and your body can safely travel along that journey with you. Um, and so I think as you think about people being um, socially distant, and some people may even be more socially isolated, uh, a great place to start is just to really sort of think about where you are in your mindset. Um, start with your your psychological well-being, how are you thinking, what are you thinking about? And so I encourage people to move towards thinking about things that bring them joy, that bring them peace, that will give them um, harmony, that will bring a, a smile to their face. And so if it's staying at home and cooking and talking to people about what you have cooked, um, having more conversations about um, how you're organizing things within your home. So you, those things, whether it's cooking 
organizing within your home. Those are all things that, again, allow you to be physically active. And so I always encourage people to think about what is going to um, be meaningful to you and what will enrich your life. So that's where I'd like to start, thinking about um, the what, thinking about thinking. And so really being intentional to um, promote a positive mindset, uh, to stay focused about the things that are going well, the things that bring you joy, uh, because all of that is a part of who you are. Mm -hmm. And I, I love that you distinguish between physical activity and exercise, because I do feel that sometimes it can be used interchangeably. But here in the space that we're talking about, when we refer to it, is it's different. It's just the act of moving or doing something that you enjoy or something that you like. I'm glad that you bring that up because I talked a little bit about physical activity, but just to, sort of, to help people sort of frame and, and think what exercise is. So when you're thinking about exercise, think that exercise is a, a subset of being physically active, right? So you are really um, planning that out. It's structured, it's repetitive, and it's purposeful and that you're really trying to address some um, physical fitness component of who you are, whereas physical activity is being up and moving and engaged in activities that require you to um, expend energy and move your body. Mm -hmm. So what about those who are working from home and are sitting down in front of a screen all day? What are some adjustments that they can make or perhaps recommended stretches or even breaks that they can take throughout the day? First, give ourselves some grace because I'm going to be speaking about myself <laughs> as well. Um, and as you asked that question, I decided to just go ahead and do a stretch because I really <laughs> have been sitting for hours. Um, I think about having to teach my courses online and I try to start class off reminding students, hey, this is our time together, but please feel free to stand up, to stretch, to shrug your shoulders, roll your neck, um, pump your wrists, pump your feet, um, and even do some eye stretches because that's, that's important. Um, keeping your head forward and still, but gazing your eyes up, down, to the side, diagonally, um, but also really sort of thinking about just standing up. It may be as simple as um, having one of those smart watches that sort of tracks what you're doing, and, and they'll let you know at least to stand once an hour. But even if you, that may be where you start, but hopefully you may advance to moving multiple times within an hour. And, and not necessarily because you need to walk around, but just to stand. Um, to get some blood flow back into your your bottom and just to um, pull your shoulders back. All of those things are things that can be done at your, your desk. And, and as you mentioned earlier, there are a tremendous amount of resources that talk about stretches that you can do while you're sitting at your desk. Dr. Breland, when you were explaining different types of eye movements or exercises that you can do just to 
help just relieve some of that strain. I actually tried it out and wow, what a difference it makes. <laughs> We've covered so much ground today and I thought the conversation was so rich and we're so thankful to have you on. Before we close out, is there anything that we weren't able to cover today that you want to make sure to impart upon our listeners? Well, I would say, you know, it's important that we are talking about physical activity and exercise, um, but I would encourage everyone to just give yourself grace. Um, and giving yourself grace does not mean that it takes away from your intention. It simply means that if your intentions and expectations don't align perfectly, that you don't beat yourself up that um, you just continue to move forward, remain positive, and um, just as physical activity is good for your body, having a positive mindset and paying attention to be intentional about um, giving yourself grace and loving yourself, doing things that bring meaning to your life and enrich your life, um, even if it's Looking outside when you're somewhere where it's snowy and it's not safe to be outside, or if you're fortunate enough, like I am, to be in Charleston, South Carolina, where it's nice and sunny, there's a light breeze outside. Mm -hmm. um, but even though I have to work at my desk, I have the blinds open so I can get some sunshine and I can smile at the other people that get out and walk until I personally can get out and have a, a, a walk myself. Right. I think it's so important that we all just take some extra time and give ourselves a little grace, just as you mentioned. So with that, thank you so much, Dr. Brillin, for your time today. For those listening in, you can find more information about lupus and exercise on the National Resource Center on Lupus by visiting lupus.org resources. Again, I will link the resource that I mentioned earlier about low-impact exercises and activities that you can do in the show notes. Um, and for the latest information on lupus and COVID-19, please visit lupus.org coronavirus. And to listen to additional episodes of the Expert Series, you can visit lupus.org slash the Expert Series, where you can also subscribe and get alerts when new podcasts are released. If you would like to speak with one of our health education specialists, you can go to lupus.org slash health educator or call 1-800-558-0121. And finally, to connect with others with lupus from all over the world, I invite you to check out our online support community, Lupus Connect, where you can talk with others, find emotional support, and discuss practical insights for coping with the daily challenges of lupus. You can find the community at lupus.org slash lupusconnect. Thank you, and have a wonderful day.